we actually have recording devices that have pop filters. Popping, popping our peas. If you're fancy like Peg, you have a pop filter. Poppity pop pop. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. On today's episode, we wrap up our first month's challenge and let you know what's coming up next month. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. How has it already been a month? The time is absolutely flying. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. I'm going to do my best to whip our guinea peg into shape and hold her accountable to habit changes that she will undertake one month at a time. I'll be playing along too, and as we take on a new habit each month, we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. So our monthly challenge, this is the time where we're going to review and say how it's going. Can you believe that it's already been a month? This seems to have gone by really fast for me. I don't know if it has for you. Do you feel like it's gone by quickly with your new habits or has it felt like it took a long time, Peg? I would say definitely, ultimately, it flew by. The first week or so seemed a bit slower, and that's when the new habits were novel. And can I just do a little sidebar here? Because this is something that I love. You know how people say all the time that as we get older, time speeds up? You've probably Mm -hmm. experienced this phenomenon, right? Oh, yeah. So I heard this, that the reason that we feel that way is when you're a kid and everything is new and novel, you're taking in all these new experiences and it's rich and everything is new. And so time seems to take a really long time. But then as you get older, it's sort of like you pay the mortgage, you pay your bills, you go to work, you do the same thing, you see the same people, you have the same conversations. And so time is sort of just going super fast because nothing is new and novel. And so if as an older person, you're experiencing time really going fast, the way to slow it down, or at least the way to seem like it's slowing down is to create new and novel experiences in your world. So uh, maybe kind of like creating new habits every month. Yeah, I've heard that as well. And I feel like maybe we've even talked about it once. Um, But I, I have definitely experienced that. And everyone told me that when you have a child in school, that that's when you'll notice time going faster. And to me, that makes complete sense because your life does take on such a a a more rigid routine than it possibly did before you had a child in school. And so I, to me that, that 100% checks out. Okay. Yeah. So the, um, the, at the beginning, the habits were novel and I was getting used to them. Time was a little bit slower, but then the month got rocking and I got into a good rhythm. So just to remind people what the habits were for this monthly challenge, I was making my bed every day, flossing my teeth every day, and then I was looking to add more water into my world. I wanted to drink 75 ounces of water a day. And uh, as it turns out, the making the bed and the flossing my teeth are really locked in for me now, and I feel really good about them. I feel like I'm not going to have any trouble keeping up with them moving forward. So yay for that. And drinking more water has been a bit of a challenge. I'm definitely improved. The thing that I would say that's positive that I've locked in is every morning I have a 16 ounce glass of water on my sink in the bathroom and I chug it before I go to the kitchen and make my coffee. So that's locked in and I'm definitely drinking at least 16 more ounces of water. But for some reason, the rest of this drinking water habit has not been locked in for me. And 
I guess if I think about it, partly because I don't like having to pee more and partly because I'm not really seeing the biggest benefit from it. So yeah, I, yeah. I do have to remember, though, it's only been 30 days. And as the research shows, as we talked about in our first episode, it can take up to 66 days for the average. So even longer than that for a habit to be locked in. So I'm not giving up. I'm just at this point, haven't really fallen in love with the idea of drinking 75 ounces of water a day. Fair enough. What about you, Jenny? What are your takeaways from the first month? I would say for me, for a takeaway, I think it's much more fun to have a buddy to do the challenges with. Um, and I think it's also important to acknowledge and celebrate your successes. So when I, back in 2016, when I was doing these monthly challenges for the most part, um, with a couple of exceptions, I was doing them by myself and I, I don't mind that. Like I, I like that, but I definitely think it's fun to have someone to do this with and check in with. And it certainly make keeps it more top of mind. It's a lot more difficult to kind of say, Oh, I'm going to forget about this one when you have someone that you're talking to about it. And especially I would say for us, the way we're talking about it, uh, you know, on a weekly basis, that certainly keeps it top of mind. So I think that that's, I think that there's something definitely to that. And I think, I think, you know, also taking the time to, to celebrate at the end of a month when you did something, good, you know, a good new habit and acknowledging that, that you made it through and you kept the habit because that's, it's not easy to do. So, you know, absolutely. Give yourself a big pat on the back. I'm giving myself a pat on the back for that 16 extra ounces of water. And I'm just going to keep encouraging myself to move forward with trying a little bit harder with the rest of the water. I think that's great because you weren't doing that before. So that is already an improvement. You got it, girl. What about you? What did you learn from our first monthly challenge? We would love to hear about it. Send us an email at theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com or let us know how you did on the socials. I'm on Twitter at jkouse and Peggy is on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can also join the conversation in our Facebook group to let us know how your first challenge went or to find some accountability partners as we head into month two. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook and click the blue Join Group button. Can I also say before we move on that we've had some people joining the Facebook group and I've had some people in my life telling me that they're listening and it's really exciting to hear people give us some feedback in real life. So for you out there that are listening, thank you so much. We are so pumped that you're listening. Yes. And I know my friend Kathy um, told me that she joined. So welcome, Kathy. Awesome. And weren't you saying that you're husband's cousin was like a big fan <laughs> yeah uh cousin paul shout out to cousin paul because he texted to let us know that he was um drinking water in the shower just like i mentioned uh back when we were talking initially about uh you know pairing habits yeah. uh, and i disclosed that i drink a full bottle of water in the shower every morning it's just one of those things i've paired with something i'm always doing uh because that makes it easier for me and good old cousin paul uh, <laughs> let me know that he was doing the same. So shout out to cousin Paul, who, uh, from what I understand, listens to us while he cuts the lawn, I believe. Oh, that's an interesting pairing. I like it. Yeah, I think that's great. So yay, cousin Paul. Yay, cousin Paul. I also have a neighbor who has told me that she has been inspired to floss her teeth. So I nice. feel like we're changing people's <sighs> habits, really inspiring yeah. them. Just I feel good about this. Good stuff. All right. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I do also want to 
ask people what they thought of our book report. Once a month when we go through this process, we're going to pick a book that's related to our theme. This month we did Better Than Before by my online pretend best friend Gretchen Rubin. And we just kind of want to know, did you dig it? Did you like that? Do you want to... Uh, us to do that moving into the future. Do you know what I think I would like about the book report if I wasn't like if I was a listener of the podcast? What's that? Is it kind of makes it so that you know, say if you if you're not reading the book, I think you still get the benefit. It's kind of like of we're the Cole's notes of these books. Yeah, so I think that that kind of works out well. Okay, great. Now it's time for a segment we call Who Are You Anyway, where we encourage you to reflect on a question or a concept to know yourself a bit better, which will hopefully be a good aid as you take on new habits. Our question for this week is, are you a rule follower or a rule rebel? So for me, for the most part, I am a rule follower. I do appreciate that there is a way that things should be done. I like rules that maintain order or safety or that are efficient and logical. But sometimes I'm a bit of a rebel, especially if rules exist just for the rules sake. Uh, If things are inefficient, like a lot of bureaucracy, I'll definitely resist and do my own thing. And I think this is uh, part of the reason why I've been attracted to to more of an entrepreneurial career, because I make my own rules and uh, I don't have to be subject to that chain of command that I find frustrating or that bureaucracy that sort of trickles downhill in a lot of corporate situations. How about you, Jenny? Very interesting. Um, I would say I'm kind of similar in that I really like the structure of rules. Um, and I, I have a deep belief that, uh, creativity loves constraints. So when you have kind of some boundaries to operate within, it gives you more ability to be creative, which a lot of people think seems counter, but is actually accurate. Anyhow, that's a whole other tangent, but, um, I, there's a quote by Picasso that's learn the rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist. So I think initially, I think the structure of rules is great. And then I think it's cool to be able to kind of, after you master that, then hack that for your own use. So, you know, when I think about this and when I think about how it relates to habits, I think, okay, so let's, you know, look at you, for example, with your water. So you tried for a month to drink more water. You followed the rule, like you made the rule and you experienced resistance. And I think there's something to be learned that. So, you know, you were finding that you didn't like doing that because, you know, you said you had to go to the washroom more and, you know, there wasn't something really in it for you. So maybe, maybe now that you've tried that experiment, now you can kind of hack that a little bit and find something that works for you because, you know, you found that you were getting hydration from your coffee and that you could do that 16 ounces of water. So maybe, you know, you implement something, but then you kind of find out where that friction is in your life. And then you find a way to make it work for you. Um, so yeah, I don't want to fall victim to doing the rule just because we made the rule if it's not really working. Yeah. Like I would say I'm always initially a rule follower and then later a bit of a, I I tend to soften and be a bit more of a rebel, I would say, and, and do what actually works. But I think it's important initially, like I, I think about any time you're even like, say, starting a new job, it's important to not just come in and change things. It's important to learn how things are done and why they're done the way they are, uh, rather than just come in and smash it and change things. So that's, that's what I think about being a rebel follow, a rule follower or a rule rebel. 
Awesome. And what about you? Are you a rule follower or a rule rebel? Let us know on the socials uh, at Twitter, Jake House or Dr. Peggy Malone, or I'm also on Instagram at Dr. Peggy Malone. Now it is time for what are you digging lately? This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. And usually, even if it doesn't seem like it's related, it always ends up being somehow. Um, Peggy and I like to talk to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to and enjoying or what books we've been reading or what random internet hilarity we've found. And we feel like you might find it fun, too. So each week, each of us will share something fun that we've pulled from the zeitgeist that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. And the thing I'm digging this week is tequila with soda and lime. I call it NorCal margarita, which I didn't invent that. That's just something that someone told me, and that's why I call it that. (laughs) I thought you came up with that name yourself. No, no, I didn't invent that. So what it is, is... uh, A drink that is refreshing and you can have it by the pool in the summer uh, and it's low glycemic, low carb, and it is tasty. So there's a lot of people out there who are very interested because it's kind of uh, on everybody's mind in uh, low carb type diets or keto diets or counting their macros. So they're really specific about the exact amount of carbohydrates that they're putting in their body. And pure agave tequila is low in sugar and it has no carbohydrates. So it's something to do with the distillation process, which I don't pretend to understand. But uh, FYI, if you want to stay on the low carb side, tequila, soda with lime, it's lovely. That sounds refreshing. It is refreshing. And also, by the way, when I say the word tequila, a lot of times people have this reaction to it, which is a kind of a disgusted face. And I think it's because they have an aversion to tequila based on something that happened in their 19th birthday. So if that's you, then you can also substitute the tequila for gin. So gin Ah. with soda water and lime is also lovely and refreshing in a summer drink. And I have some friends that love gin. And on a side note, uh, speaking of it being also low carb, uh, my husband, John, about once a year, usually in the spring when he's feeling like he's a little chubby and he wants to like, you know, ease down on the, the beer for a little while, he goes on what he refers to as the gin diet. And what that means for John is John, he stops drinking beer and he just doesn't do anything different other than replace that with gin and soda. And in a two week period, he lost 15 pounds, which I think is 100% unfair, but also hilarious. Uh, I mean, good for him because he's a lovely person, but (laughs) I'll tell uh, him he said so. (laughs) That's exhausting to even hear about. So for those of you who are looking for uh, something that's low carb, the tequila with soda water and lime or uh, alternatively gin and soda with lime. It's a lovely summer refreshing poolside beverage. Well done. I'm going to have to try that. I'm digging uh, Handmaid's Tale. It is a series. I'm watching it on Crave TV. I understand it's produced by Hulu. Um, but I'm watching it on Crave TV, which is, uh, for those who might not know, it's similar to Netflix, um, like a subscription-based streaming service? Platform. Platform? Service. service, yeah. Um, but Handmaid's Tale. So Handmaid's Tale, a lot of people probably read it in high school. Yeah, I uh, did. By Margaret Atwood. Yeah, there you go. So I, I know I did remember it, but I, I didn't. I remember that I know I read it, but I couldn't really remember the story. Um, 
So I watched it and the first season has been out for quite a while. Uh, the second series, they're releasing one at a time through Crave. I think it might be done now. Um, but we, you know, we went for a while where every night we were watching an episode and I was riveted by it. By the end of the first season, like, whew, it gets a little heavy. Uh, and now I've been watching it as it's released a week at a time. And I didn't realize how much I missed TV shows that come out once a week because you, it's like force constraint. Like you cannot binge it. So you, you're just forced to take it in as it comes, which I actually kind of liked because it was something to kind of look forward to. Cause I don't watch as much TV in the summertime. Um, so That's cool. you like have the anticipation of the next week. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's such a good show. It's also kind of horrifying because there's a lot of parallels of things that, you know, situations that, that could arise, but man, what a good show. And it's funny because last week we were actually in Cambridge and saw a couple of the sites where this, this show is shot because it's shot in Canada. And we saw a couple of the areas in like Cambridge and Galt where they do some of the filming. Yeah. So that was kind of a cool, like real life thing to see. It was, it's one of those where you look at each other, you're like, did that, did that look like what I thought it looked like? And then I'm Googling on my phone and sure as heck, there it is. Oh, that's awesome. I'll have to check it out. I definitely would like to see it. I I read the book in high school and I read it probably about five years ago again, just to kind of, I don't know, I, I decided that I should read it again. And I think it's time for me to, to check it out. So I'll get on that. It's a good one. Do it. Now it's time for You Win or You Learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where perhaps we went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. So I have a win this week. Go, Jenny. Um, it's, it's not going to sound like a win initially, but it becomes one. Um, I have had a really, uh, a busy week at work and I've been working a lot of evenings. And so the parts, the things that I do that are habitual have been shifted because I've been working in the evening. So the things I would maybe usually do in the evening that would come easier have shifted because I'm, you know, I'm up late working on my computer and, you know, so for example, um, and because I'm tired, I just am not as motivated to do these things. So usually every night I, you know, I'll be talking to Jeff, my husband, and I will chop up all of the green stuff for my green juice that I drink in the morning. So I chop it all up, throw it in the blender and I put it in the fridge overnight and I take it with me to work in the morning. So I usually do that, but my usual things were thrown off due to work, uh, in the evenings and I didn't do it. So in the morning, I realized I hadn't done it and I didn't want to lose out on keeping that up. So I, I'm fortunate that I work somewhere that we actually have a Vitamix at work, which is great. So I just took all of the stuff that I put in my green juice to work with me, which is awesome. And then at work, I was like very quickly trying to make it. And I learned a couple lessons about uh, making the green juice because a Vitamix is very powerful, but it can only do so much. What I was attempting to do was just throw everything in there. Like I, <laughs> I literally just put a whole apple or not an apple, sorry, a pear into the blender. I got to tell you, you can't do that. It just doesn't work. It just sat there and nothing happened. And even if you use that stick 
to nothing. And I like, I literally, like I just broke a cucumber in half and put it in and I don't know what I was thinking, but I thought it would just mix it all up. Um, it doesn't. I would have thought it, that. You've seen the yeah. stuff online where they throw an iPhone in there and it seems to like right? pulverize it. You'd think right? they'd be able to do a pear and a cucumber. So it was kind of gross because I had to like um, take a knife, jab it into the pear, pull it out, and it's all gooey with the spinach that did get mixed up and chop it up and throw it back in. But so, I mean, that obviously went a little haywire. But it, it was great because even though I didn't make the green juice when I usually do, I still kept up the habit because I was able to shift what I was doing. So I still kept up the habit of drinking the green juice every day, but I was just going about it in a different way and doing it at work instead of instead of doing it at home. So that, even though it was a bit of a, a situation in the moment of a mess <laughs> in the work kitchen, of me being like, wow, real time saver, way to go. Um, it ended up being good because I was able to keep up my good habit of drinking that green juice because I'm never going to, you know, eat that amount of spinach and a cucumber and celery and I'm just not going to do that. So I kept it up. So yay, win for me. Good for you, Jenny. That's awesome. And now you have options. You don't necessarily have to do it the other way. If your life gets busy, you can take it with you to work. Although I would recommend chopping it beforehand. Yeah, I think I could probably chop it beforehand, put it in a baggie, and then <laughs> put it in. So your Lesson your learned. win essentially was a learn that turned to a win. Yeah, yeah, turned it around, I'd say. Great work. Good job. I love it. Thank All you. All right, my learn uh, has to do with weeds on our front walkway and front gardens. So uh, in front of our house, we have a walkway that goes down to the driveway and it was starting to look like a jungle. And I was really tempted just to leave it there and let Mother Nature take over apocalypse styles. It's one of those things that if you get into the habit of doing just a little bit regularly, it would be no big deal. I just pull a couple of weeds every day. But if you let it go, it feels huge and insurmountable and almost impossible to deal with. So instead of letting mother nature take over, which was my first impression, I really mustered up some motivation and I recruited John for help and external accountability, which I know I need. And on a Sunday morning, uh, we got out there and fought back against both mother nature and my own inertia of laziness. So I feel like this situation is a learn in that it is a metaphor for the quote weeds of life that may sneak up on you if you don't stay on top of them, which as we always talk about, comes back to our habits. It's a reminder to stick with the routine of your everyday habits so that you don't end up overwhelmed with huge obstacles to overcome or feel like you're overwhelmed and you can't stick with your obstacles. So this kind of comes back to what you were just talking about in your win. Yeah, that that makes total sense. Amazing. Sometimes that makes sense. Sometimes. Once in a while, it's pretty good. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) All right, next week. We are going to wrap up this month, which is so exciting. So that's the end of our first month, and we've made it to the end of our first month's challenge. So next week, we get started with our new challenge, which is all about mindfulness and meditation. Uh, If you want to play along, between now and next week, you can check out the Headspace or Insight Timer. These are both apps that have to do with meditation, and you can use those to get an idea of which app would be a good match for you during the challenge as we take on some meditation. And uh, we are going to talk about our book, but we'll do that next episode. So stay tuned for that because we do have a book or maybe two books that we're going to read for this month about mindfulness and meditation. And we are looking forward to that. We hope that you'll join us. Next month is a challenge that I definitely need to get on board with. All right. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. 
Remember to let us know if you are a rule follower or if you are a rule rebel. Also, let us know if you plan on participating in our next monthly challenge. Email us or send us a voice memo at theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. You'll find all the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts if you haven't already. And we would love to connect on the socials. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Peggy Malone, and Jenny is on Twitter at Jake House. We also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on that conversation. Now, go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. Making a podcast. We're popping our peas with Peggy and Peggy's friend. Pippity poppity pop.